Hi, I'm Fatima. I'm Brian, and you're listening to Millennial and Pregnant. As we begin our journey through our first pregnancy, we wanted to share our experience. We pre-recorded episodes for this close-ended series. Spoiler alert, it ends with us having a baby. And if you're looking to get pregnant, are pregnant, or just want to have a good laugh with us, then this podcast is for you. We understand that every pregnancy is unique and has its own story. Here's ours. So Fatima, how are you feeling this week? Um, I'm feeling great <laughs> besides my hip pain. So I feel like I'm an old lady. <laughs> old lady. Yes, old lady. Um, so it's been a struggle to find a comfortable position when I'm sleeping um, mm-hmm. just because I have to kind of, you know, rotate or you know, side to side, side to side <laughs> to make sure like my hip hips don't hurt too too bad but you know the, the as long good... as they're not you know they already don't lie <laughs> yeah exactly the good thing <laughs> haha bry the good thing is that i really just feel it when i'm sleeping just because obviously you're i'm sleeping on my side but when i'm actually up and, up and about and i'm walking around it's not as bad so mm-hmm. you know that's the looking on the bright side i'm just trying to take everything with you know a good attitude because yes there are some, you know, people who really struggle with a lot of different things during the pregnancy. So a little discomfort, I'm okay with. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this week, since we're getting, we keep getting closer week by week, every week we get closer to the baby arrival. Um, and I just want to talk about some of the things that were so uh anxious about and excited about Mm -hmm. because you have to have a positive and it's not really a negative but something that we're just like oh my god and i'm sure everyone who's having a baby for the first time or the second time or the fifth time is also going to feel some of this stuff um but it'd be fun to kind of talk about what we're anxious about what we're excited about um as we wait for this little boy to to arrive yeah i (laughs) I think that's a good point too. Like you said before, no matter if it's your first, your second, I think there's certain things that you'll always be a little bit anxious about. But it's mm-hmm. okay. I think that that kind of just helps you get into, okay, I need to, I need to prepare. Or this is what I need to do right. to help me to relieve that anxiety. I think the biggest thing for me, and probably, I mean Brian probably feels some anxiety with this as well, is labor. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I'm like, how am I going yeah. to? I'm not going to be able to help you other than to yes. pay Fatima, breathe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think, but You're honestly, fine. that's the that's the thing <laughs> is that you should be talking to your partner about, you know, your anxiety for labor because they will be mm-hmm. the person that's going to be in the room and whoever else, whoever else you decide is going to be in the room about what you're anxious about and what you need from them. And also to just ask for their forgiveness before <laughs> you go in there because... I know I could be a little snappy, so I'm imagining how I'm going to be during labor that I'm going to probably need to, <laughs> you know, uh, write some apology notes uh, after this is all said and done. Uh, so, you know, that's that's a big thing. But, you know, something that I've been doing to relieve the anxiety, obviously, is I've done my I've done some research and stuff pretty and watched this great documentary um, called what is it? The Business of Being Born. The Business of Being Born. Watch at that your was, own risk if you no, are pregnant. I think that this not at your own risk. I think this is like one of the mo- like the most useful things I actually watch more yeah. than anything that I've read or, you know, 
this and talking to my mother has really, really helped. And I think that she, even though my mom has had, you know, so many kids, I, she said something really great and profound. She's like, but every birth is different, Fatima. So like, even if I tell you this is what happened with, you know, when I had you or versus when I had one of your sisters or one of your brothers, it's, it's going to be different. And mm-hmm. every body is different. You know, you, you, you might have been a little bit more active than I was, but I also didn't, you know, she also tried to stay moving throughout her pregnancy too and other and different other factors. So, you know, that was probably the best advice I also heard too, is just making sure that I know that everything is different. Take everything with a grain of salt watching about the art of being born or what business of being born the business of being born <laughs> the art of being um, born would be very interesting it's just giving you a lot of information about the different interventions that they have during labor especially when you're in the hospital and what you need to know and how that's going to affect um the process so whether mm-hmm. you want to be induced epidural whether you need to have a c-section but making sure you're open-minded, like even though you're deciding, hey, this is my birth plan or this is what I see envisioning happening during labor, you have to be prepared that sometimes that you have to pivot and, you know, things are not going to go the way you want it to go. Right. So, but making everyone know around you how you want it to go so that mm-hmm. you can take those appropriate steps. So I think... And to not get pressured into going a, in a direction that you don't want to go in Mm -hmm. unless it's again medically necessary yeah because in that documentary even though it was you know the whole premise of brown is just to you know taking the woman taking back you know the whole experience of giving birth and not having that intervention how they've been having you know it's been increasing i think the percentage don't quote me it's like 40 percent of now of births are now being intervened with either inducing epidural or c-sections um, versus just doing it the, you know, natural, natural way, quote unquote, um, you know, vaginally or without any medicine at all. Mm-hmm. So, um, and how, I, yeah. And how, like how at home births are, are on the rise because mm-hmm. they're trying to avoid hospital intervention. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like the midwives and stuff. And it was really great to see. Um, it's just, it, it was an amazing documentary. And mm-hmm. I think everyone even if you are not doing the midwife or you've already committed to hospital, whatever it might be, just knowing the different things that's going to affect you and what your options are, are key. Right. And it's made by Ricky Lake. So if you're a Ricky Lake fan, yeah, you'll like this yeah, as well. Yeah, I used to be when I was younger, watched her, um, and la- <laughs> her yes, talk show. You're right. Labor is also on my list of, of anxiousness, but not so much. Like, I, I, I think I'll know how to deal with you. <laughs> when we're there <laughs> but also you know like okay when should we go to the hospital should we go to the hospital now how far away the hospital and luckily the hospital is right around the corner from us it's a quick short car ride we you know can we walk by it every weekend when we you know cut through central park um on the way to to michael's and, and home goods um but knowing that it's so close it's right there it's a five minute car ride um, and that's how I've kind of relieved the stress uh, about that. Um, so, yeah, no. And I think so talking to my mom, watching do- documentary um, and also looking, <laughs> I've done to some reading in Pinterest and books and stuff. But honestly, once you found something or you found like a little bit of advice that works for you, stop reading. That was the advice my mom also gave me. She said, you need to stop like 
you need to stop doing your research. You you know enough because everything is going to be a little bit varied and then you're going to have all these things pinned or books read and blah, blah, blah. Once you like there's only but so many things you can go <laughs> you can go through. So right. once you've got it down, just really just stop. You can go back and to refer to the things that you read before, but I I have to wean myself off of Pinterest and wean myself off of reading all these books and walking watching documentaries and just say, "Okay, I'm I'm going to do this." Mm-hmm. Uh and then another thing that I saw on Pinterest were all just this like advice is just reading those like pregnancy affirmations. So, or labor affirmation saying your body is strong enough. You, you know, your body was built to do this and stuff like that. It might seem really cheesy, but as you read that, you're like, okay. And I think I also read something before it was not an actual affirmation. I would said, even if you don't, even if you, like, you might not know what to do, but your body knows. Your body will give birth to your baby. Like, <laughs> it will push mm-hmm. the baby out even without you really doing anything. So, it will give birth. Um so your body is capable. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, I'm still going to be a little bit anxious with labor a little bit, but I think I'm a little bit more prepared. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one thing that I'm anxious about is what happens when we leave the hospital and come home? <laughs> dot, I mean, dot, I, dot. <laughs> you know, being an uncle, being an uncle and an aunt, you're like, oh, like such a cute little baby. They come over and then what do they do? They go home with they their parents. Home. They do not sleep. They don't sleep <laughs> over. So that would be interesting when we're like, At least okay. for more than one night when mm-hmm. we, you know, we'll babysit. Yeah. I don't even know if I we babysit overnight before without the parents being there. It's, oh, it was true. like we were at their house, yes, overnight. Yeah. But I never stayed al- alone <laughs> overnight with the with the baby by myself. So this will be interesting. Uh, You're like, now what? <laughs> mm-hmm. So it, now it's your responsibility. But that yeah. that's like an exciting and exactly. anxious feeling at the same time. Exactly. I had that down in my excited as well. Something that goes hand in hand with labor is obviously like early delivery. Everyone wants to make sure that, you know, as you get closer to term, quote unquote, um, your baby is much healthier, um, and you have less risk and stuff like that. So just making sure we, you know, we're preparers too. So once you tell us that our due date is X, Y, Z date, yeah. we're, you know, we're preparing for that to happen. Right. But at the same time, I guess if we were truly prepared, we should prepare two weeks before and after because right. it could essentially come sooner. But I think with me being so busy with work and just everything else, I just haven't had the time to really, really, really prepare. So early delivery is definitely at the top of my list. So this weekend we we kind of pre- we probably we went all out with preparing yeah. and making sure we've checked. We you know we had our list already, but now we're like okay. Let's just buy the stuff. Let's pack the hospital bag. Let's build the crib. Let's do mm-hmm. what we need to do. Right. Because now we're about eight weeks out um, from delivery. And so that's also, you know, early delivery. Because, t- again, you tell us a certain date. And I'm going to back into that date. That's our planning mode. And you're like, oh, my gosh. This could come sooner. Mm-hmm. Like, you could. this is going to come a lot sooner. And so... When we started thinking about that, we're like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Again, yeah. no one is mentally prepared to have a baby on the due date. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one of those affirmations that I found, it was like, <laughs> your baby will come when they're ready. So uh, if they decide they want to be late, then they're late. Right. If they decide they want to be early and it's time to come out of mommy's belly, then baby will come out of mom's belly. Exactly. So, um, so-, so that was nice this weekend to kind of 
you know, we cleaned out our apartment, mm-hmm. kind of moved everything around. We set up the crib. Probably and still then, have a little more cleaning to do. Yes. No, there's <laughs> definitely a little more, maybe some more deep Just cleaning that yeah. we'll do. Yep. Um, but we're, you know, we're at that point where we're like, okay, we're ready. <laughs> we're, maybe <laughs> we're physically has somewhere to sleep and yeah. we can we can take it home yes <laughs> um and then just another thing for me is you know i once we made the decision that we wanted to at least you know try breastfeeding and do it for at least the first few months of life um that's also just something that has also been making me a little bit anxious but I, you know, this was something I did my research a little bit later on. So I found like a video and like a thing that I pinned that seemed really, really, really helpful and just kind of compared it to other things that I was seeing. And it pretty much was saying the same thing, but I like the way that this lady walked through the steps and stuff. So, you know, just, I'll just keep reading that up until the time that Mm -hmm. we get there, but that we have the baby, but obviously practice makes perfect. So I'm imagining I will still have some issues with, you know, making sure I get familiar with breastfeeding, you know, the importance of the latch. Like that's all everything you see. It's like make sure your latch is right. Like when the baby latches on and stuff like that. So it's really important. We want we really want to make sure this works out. So that's something that's just Mm -hmm. brings a little more anxiety, but not not anything close to labor or early delivery, (laughs) but definitely something I want to think about because, okay, as soon as the baby comes out, they talk about how the first breastfeeding milk it's like you know liquid goat is what they call it (laughs) you know it's really really um it's high in like all the immune fighting or whatever things and nutritions and stuff so you want to make sure you 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 get that to your baby Mm -hmm. so um that's another thing that you know once again i'm trying not to over prepare overthink overread anything so you know i found two things that worked for me saved it and then I'll just refer to it afterwards and just practice once the baby comes. I know. And that and, you know, part of feeding the baby, it's another anxious moment is how we're going to have to communicate with something that won't be able to talk back to us. Yeah, I, I think that that's Which fine with, you know. But also the exciting part of learning what a certain cry might mean. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. And I this I think definitely our nieces and nephews have helped with my yeah. mom would be like, if you're getting anxious because you're changing their diaper or you haven't have you don't have their bottle ready for them or in my case i haven't whipped out my boob yet like babies (laughs) cry (laughs) i think that's something she's such a wise woman she says babies cry they're going to cry so don't get anxious when your baby's crying because you're changing Mm -hmm. their diaper they're going to cry a little bit and then they're going to stop because now they're going to have a dry diaper Mm. so you can't let the the crying make right. you anxious. Right. So this, this my nephews and nieces have definitely um, prepared me for because now, like yep. when the baby's when the baby's crying and I'm trying to get the bottle ready, I used to be like, just, you know, rushing around, but I yeah. don't do that anymore. And I think that that was that's something that I'm actually not worried about at all. True. True. Um, and also, I don't think I'm anxious anymore about changing diapers because of that massive poop. I had to change in one of our nephew's diapers. Now, note that he said that one massive one. So it hap- this is what happens. And I warn all those aunts and uncles too. Do not try and avoid changing the diaper. Because the one time when there's no parents around and no one else to hand the baby <laughs> off to, that's going to be their worst. And it's karma. It's going to be it their was. worst that they've ever week. had in their entire baby yep. life. 
and no one's going to be there to save you and you have to change the baby because they're going to be miserable. And so that's happened to Brian. He kept avoiding it, avoiding it, avoiding it. And I don't really care. I would always disappear out of the room. I like dirty diapers do not bother me like at all. Mm. Um, Even though I have a really bad gag reflux and all that stuff. It's just it's like baby poop. I don't really, I don't care. Um, (laughs) Sometimes they could look like adults, but whatever. That's Um, what I had to deal with. Yeah, that's what you get. So this is it was karma. so karma. It was so karma. people do not try and avoid it because that's what happens to you. Yeah. Um. But just switching gears, just being excited. Obviously, wait. Do you have something? I had else a few hearing? more, but it's not necessarily you know what is going to happen immediately. But will my kid like me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're gonna like whoever has they're the gonna food. L- they're, yeah, they're gonna hate us. The, no, they're not gonna hate <laughs> us because I'm gonna have the food. So well, gonna, yeah, you're gonna. They're gonna food. definitely like me. I, I just don't... met when they grow up. You know, when they're teenagers, or I think teenagers I, will hate their parents regardless. We have a lot of years to worry about that. Like, well, I think. Well, my kid grow up and hate me. <laughs> I mean, my mom. We saw. That's a while like, down the line. You, like, you're not supposed to be like friends with your kids. You know, mm, like, tell that some people <laughs> out there. You're not supposed to be friends with your, your kids. You're supposed to parent them, and then That's now an I have such a good. relationship and then when you get older you know i you know have built a friendship with my mom as well so Mm -hmm. it's like but it's important when they're going through that time that they have a parent yeah yeah um but that's a whole nother conversation on parenting styles and what you know what you want to do yeah that's like we're a decade away from worrying about that Mm -hmm. for now yeah um but yeah okay so back to now we're excited we're just excited in general and one of my things is just the baby i'm just excited for this baby to arrive seeing how they look how they react when they build their yeah. little person out like when their they build smile. their little person out yeah Ugh. that'll be that... i hope they laugh at all of my jokes <laughs> i've been able to make all my nieces and nephews laugh true you have been good on you have you have a good track record with that so mm-hmm. but then what, what if it doesn't happen i know <laughs> because they're gonna hate me that's why <laughs> you can't think like that i know I know, but bad parents don't worry about being bad parents. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. a, it's a good thing they're worrying about that. And it's just exciting to you know also like grow your you know to grow your family mm-hmm. and like seeing. I think I'm also excited to see you know you see Brian with his like nieces and nephews, but then you're gonna see him with his own child. Like and seeing your partner with your the yeah. kid will be very exciting to see and interesting to see see how they react and stuff and if it's going to be a little bit different than you know how they interacted with other babies i know because i see because when i see you with you know our other nieces and nephews i'm like oh look at fatima like she's she's a mom (laughs) (laughs) she has that that maternal instinct yes just Um, there you you, like switch into gear you know what you need to do whether or not you know although in your head but you make it look like you know what you're doing maybe you know, someone like my my younger sister, um, Mary, is like really, really good with with um, with babies. Probably I would say I think she was probably a little bit better than how calm she is or like yeah. how she handles the. It's very interesting to, to see. I, you know, I thought I would be more like that. She's actually really, really good with with that so it's it's, it's nice to, to see but i thought i would be a little bit better but maybe with my own kid i'd be a little bit better or maybe mm-hmm, i'm just mm-hmm. being overly critical with myself but um yeah no it'll, it'll be, she is. yeah she's really good with it um 
so, you know, am I horrible? No, <laughs> no, I don't think so. Like I, I managed to our little um, nephew um, Malachi when like, cause he's like a breastfeeding baby. And like in the very beginning phase, all they want is their mom. They want their moms. Mm-hmm. I managed to calm him down. And even my brother was like, oh wow, he's never even really went at I that know. early stage when he like fell asleep on my, when I like rocked him to sleep, mm-hmm. mostly because he had his like lips pressed against my sk- yeah. my my arm, my bare arm. So I think he just it was just comforting for him. Yeah. Um. But I I knew that would be comforting for him because he wanted he just even if he wasn't hungry, he likes to fill the he when he was younger he liked to fill that um the skin on his lips. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just because just being a breastfeeding baby, I think that 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 comforts them. I know. Um, and like our other little nephew, he like like me, he overheats. Yeah. So when he's crying i'm like i know how you feel so i like vent him out yeah you know get him down to like just his that's onesie. like the first thing you do with him because yeah. he's usually hot so you're like okay if and he's learning. really fussy when he comes in yeah you, t- you take you have to take off, like, his, off his layers <laughs> yeah and i'm like i feel your pain and mm-hmm. i i got to know what his um hot kind mm-hmm. of like yep wine was and mm-hmm. helping that out um also the one with the big poop yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> And, and then he was either hot or hungry. Yeah, exactly. And then um, getting him to sleep, I like did that weird hypnotizing thing where he would not go to him and and Malachi. I got to go to sleep. Malachi fell asleep. So then this other kid would not go to sleep. And I'm like, you can't cry. Please don't cry because you're going to wake up the well, other, other baby. Uh, Nige. Yeah. Um, he, he was going to wake up Malachi. And so I'm like, please, please don't, please don't cry. You're going to wake up the other one. Please don't cry. And so I looked at him and I looked like I was tired. So I would slowly close my eyes and like nod my head. And then I would look at him and he looked like he was getting sleepy from looking at me. And I'm like, (laughs) I know. how. And then he finally fell asleep. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm a magician. (laughs) (laughs) So I got to trick them. Even when we like, I think Riley was really good with this. Like, if you just kind of like brush your your hands over her, her eyes, she she was also really good with like the mute. Like she she would go to sleep with like the music. Yeah. Um, but you'll find like all the little. They're all little. I think that's different. what I'm excited about to figure out their little courts. How this kid is gonna work mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and operate. Mm-hmm. And once you find something. They're pretty predictable, and then you mm-hmm. just keep doing you keep doing what you were doing before. I know. I'm just so excited. I you know it's going to be uh, – it'll definitely be a change, but – A good change. It'll be a good change, and I think that the excited – all those things that we were excited with, it's, it's you know, triumphs the anxiety. Exactly, and the anxiety <laughs> those, is just going to be there things, anyways. Like, yeah, exactly. These things are like life, you know – it lasts for a lifetime and the other mm-hmm. things it's going to pass like the labor exactly l- learning how to breastfeed that all those things are gonna once mm-hmm. it's done it's done um but then the other things of having a kid around will be around forever <laughs> I, know, I know we're so excited yes can't wait uh well thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you guys next time Thanks for listening to another episode of Millennial and Pregnant. Since you made it this far, share our series with a friend. To follow our journey in real time, head over to liliesandloafers.com. Millennial and Pregnant.